And welcome back to the Global Game. Time now to catch up with Spencer Pryor to talk a bit of Premier League. He's over in New Zealand at the moment. Before we touch on what's going on in the Prem, Spencer, uh, your P&G girls, they, they had a hit out. They had the opportunity yeah. over there at the playoff tournament uh, to get into the 2023 Women's World Cup. Just fell short, but you're immensely proud of them, I'm hearing. I was actually. Look, we went in with a game plan, which was just to go getting stuck into and press up hurt a really high and early, try and exploit their, you know, um, they were super stretched. And we, you know, we looked at the video today, showed the players. We And we had four or five phenomenal opportunities in the first half. And, and sure, you know, we could have copped about three or four. Um, the girl scores, a, a, a girl scores a beautiful bicycle kick, which gets them a lead. And, um, you know, being super critical, I could we could have stopped the cross, but the second half, the girls were really fatigued and, and the game became a little bit more stretched. We couldn't get out. But again, immensely proud of the efforts they put in over four months. Um, yeah, disappointing, but hopefully, you know, we, we've, we've got a game against Taipei on Thursday, which will be good for them. And it will also give us a chance to have a bit of a send off and, and try and continue what we built on the last four months. Good stuff. We'll touch uh, in on the uh, on the women's playoff tournament in the next segment with Alicia. But we'll switch to the Prem, uh, Spencer. This this ding dong battle at the top, and I wholeheartedly believe that with each passing week, it could be a race in three. And as much as I don't want to say it, because of that wonderful marketing club known as Manchester United, they're involved. I've got, we've got a Liverpool supporter and a Newcastle <laughs> supporter on the panel, right? Mm. So, obviously, Broski in his Liverpool pyjamas is hoping that you lot keep slipping up. Hasn't mentioned and, it yet. Um, it's, not, it's coming. It's, it's not materialised yet, but it was a big... Um, look, it, I, th- I think Man United are showing incredible consistency. Like, really, really picked up. The way that they were... They, and we spoke about this last week but the way they've responded since Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo's left has been amazing they just keep picking up really good results and they're chipping away at the top two um, Arsenal you know Man City after a great win against Arsenal then go and mess up by dropping two points against Forest and open up a bit of a gap again so yeah look it, it, it's it's emerging that way it's emerging that way isn't it into mm. a into a three horse race, Adam. But um, I still think I think I think that scramble for fourth spot is going to be the most interesting for many years. And just on that scramble for uh, for fourth spot, I mean Tottenham. It was a big win for them over West Ham. Um, you know that that win saw them jump Newcastle into fourth. Son Hyung Min scoring for the first time since January fourth. Who who do you think you know sneaks into that fourth spot? <sighs> I don't think you you and I both agreed last week, Broski, it's not Liverpool, right? <laughs> Definitely, and, not. And else, Definitely not. All right, I'm going to stick with that. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Tottenham, and sorry, sorry, Adam, but I'm thinking Tottenham will get the full spot. I think, um, I think, I think Conte's thing will get him, get him through. I, I just, I, I can see them grinding it out. Eddie Howe's doing an incredible job at Newcastle, but it might be one season too soon for them. Um, I I, th- I think Tottenham will keep it with Newcastle pushing them all the way. Don't get me wrong. I think Liverpool will be very, very close, but I don't think they'll dislodge those two. Depends what Liverpool do in the Champions League as well. As for Newcastle, um, sitting here right now, 
if uh, if I'm offered win a cup, win a trophy, or take a top four spot, the top four spot can go and get go to hell. <laughs> I'm taking the trophy every day of the week, and we get the chance are this you, weekend. Are you? Are you? Yeah. I, I look, mate, and and I, uh, I uh, love that. Uh, look, and 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 that's what. But that's what some supporters will think. But ultimately, the club's invested. They've put so much money into that club this year to get them in the Champions League. I yeah. think they want Champions League. Probably. I think that's 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 what the and and because when you get Champions League, then you get to go and attract even more players to come in next season mm. and build on it again and again and again, right? And and look, if you can if you can win a cup and it gets you, it's not going to get you Champions League. It gets you Europa. But that that's the that's the one you want. You want Champions League, mate. But I love it that you you're optimistic, fighting <laughs> on a couple of fronts. That's very good. Nineteen fifty five is the last time we won a trophy spend, so we'll really? take that. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah a right. proper one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A proper one. Spanner, just looking back at that top of the table clash, yeah. you know, or, or the battle anyway with Man City and Arsenal. So Arsenal, you know, left it very late. They yeah. they were down twice, came back and um, you know, ultimately two late goals got it for them. Looking, looking at you know Arsenal's yeah. next three of Leicester away, Everton and Bournemouth at home, compared to City's next three, which you know City has some Champions League in there as well. Do you see City sort of regaining that lead, or or Arsenal sort of kicking away a little bit over the coming weeks? No, I think I think it will go. It will. It's a very very defining month actually. I think uh, March is going to be is is going to be huge because if the gap stays as it is going into April. It, it's virtually impossible to get it back again, right? So, and, and when you're still looking at Champions League and everybody keeps talking about how important the Champions League is for Man City under Pep, it's the one trophy that's really eluded him in all his time uh, uh, in Manchester. With all the stuff that's going on off the field with the club, the Champions League is the big thing, but they've, they've got the depth to keep fighting and keep close to Arsenal. I think if they're still within three or four points come April, it's doable. But if the gap is still five points, I think it's probably too much. Graham Potter, Spence. So I read an interesting article in the Times, very highbrow of me, um, through the week, that if... Roman Abramovich was still in charge of the club. Graham Potter would have been fired three times by now. <laughs> um, I don't know if you hold that opinion, but uh, is it getting a bit wobbly for him? Um, it's funny because every time you watch the media, the, the media, the, the, the press conferences after the game, there's a lot of they, 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 they're trying to poke the bear and they're trying to get him to show some anger and emotion. And, and I think that that stuff might be happening behind closed doors, but he's not going to give the press the satisfaction to start throwing a wobbly in front of them. So I would have thought he's very nervous behind the scenes and whatever's going on internally amongst the squad within the squad, I think he's managing it differently with the players to how he's managing it in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's done an incredible job with Brighton and he's earned the right to have an opportunity at a club like Chelsea as a, as arguably a top, top, top English coach, right? But then the club's gone out and invested so much money in new players, spent so much money in January, super disruptive to the squad, uh, to the, to the, to the structure getting players to integrate into the club culture. 
Um, it all comes as a different challenge. So I, they've, they've come out and said they're backing him. So I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that they're true to the word and they'll, they'll see it through to the end of the season. It's been a disaster for them, right? Mm. But I'm hoping they'll see it through to the end of the season, give him a summer and a pre-season to work with the players. And then that's going to be a true reflection on where he's at as a manager. Other end, Everton, proper six-pointer. I, lo- I love that expression. And it's very, very relevant as February becomes March. It's oh, six-pointer. Um, so Everton leads. They were involved in one. Jeez, um, leads. I don't know what on earth is going on there. There's rumours going on if if uh, they stay in the Prem that Ange is a possibility. Uh, I think Andy Marr on SEN said that this morning, which is an incredible um, yeah. piece of investigative journalism from Andy. But, um, mate, what, what do you reckon is going on down there out of the weekend? No real clarity there either. I think they are struggling. I mean, it would be great if a, if a coach like – if a manager like Ange got to go into there. And, and, again, about four or five weeks ago we discussed this. But he would want them for a pre-season so he can really go and implement what he needs to do. You can't go in there in crisis management and, and suddenly go, this is how I want to play and expect them to do it overnight. So if they survive, I think he'd be an amazing fit. But it's getting them through to that that period where they do survive. I I think that Leeds are one of the three worst sides in the Premier League and probably will go down. Um, it, it, do you know what? It, it just depends on what clubs like West Ham can do. I think Everton will get out of it. Well, I think Everton are out. I think they'll, I think under Sean Dyche, he'll get them out of it. They'll be fine. And it's just finding, it's, it's just a, a matter for Leeds for finding three worst teams. The bar sounds pretty low when you talk about it like that, but that's really at the reality of where it's at. Yeah. Exactly. Believe me, I know we're from the last couple of seasons with Newcastle involved in a plenty of relegation battles. Not a consideration now, thankfully, Spencer. Mate, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it, mate. And um, good luck with the last couple of days over there with the uh, PNG women's uh, women's team. And as always, thanks, love the update. Cheers, Spencer. Good, good to chat, Broski, and lovely to talk to you again, Adam. Take care, mate. You Bye-bye. too, mate. Cheers. Spencer Pryor joining us there. Just a reminder, uh, this week as well, we've got Champions League through the week. Liverpool, Real Madrid. Not a bad fixture. A few people oh, are going to be it? watching that one. Absolutely. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt and Napoli, who are flying still. I think they've conceded three goals since the World Cup break. Napoli. Wow. They're like 15 points clear at the top. It's an extraordinary story. So, And they'll be looking at you. And I remember Jurgen Klopp saying earlier in the season about it was a question laced with expectation from an English perspective. It was, oh, well, so Liverpool are going to do this, that, and the other. And Klopp kind of stopped the questioning. He said, do you guys realise what's going on with this football club in Italy, how good they are, and the players and the type of football they play? So, yeah, they're, they're a big chance of not only honours domestically, but European-wise Incredible. as well. Um, RB Leipzig and Manchester City is just a press fest, that is. <laughs> That's what that'll be. Extraordinary. And Inter Milan and Porto as well. Uh, and next week in the Premier League, Leicester, Arsenal. So Harry Suter... Um, gets a chance to kind of have another huge occasion. Yeah, big couple of weeks. Massive couple of weeks. Leeds, Southampton, uh, City, Bournemouth, Palace, Liverpool, Monday morning, Spurs, Chelsea before the main fair. Broski. We we mentioned it before the with the keeper fair. situation at Newcastle. <laughs> League Cup. Hey, I don't think I'm ever going to have as good an experience in my life as I will at 3.30 a.m.
no, as good an experience at 3.30am as I would in my <laughs> life this Sunday evening. Far out, mate. I'm, I'm, I ring true to that statement, though. I would rather a trophy than a top four spot. Well, I was having a discussion over the weekend with my brother-in-law, just off the back of the comments that um, uh, Alex Ferguson made, Sir Alex Ferguson, about what Arsene Wenger did in winning the tra- in winning uh, in going um, being, becoming the Invincibles. He, he said that that trumped even the treble, which I agreed mm. with. But my brother-in-law said no chance. You, you'd rather win a treble than go invincible. Mm. Oh. I think more teams would do the treble, wouldn't they? It certainly happens That's across Europe. It fair happens bit. a lot more. Um, you had a very good chance of being invisible at one stage in your career. And, and funnily enough, I mean, I wouldn't change that one loss for, for to go into a grand final not knowing. You know what I mean? I'll take that grand final over. But I think the prestige of being invincible. Was that the Wanderers loss where Sandalab yeah, scored it, that goal? It sure was. And you went off your brain, I reckon. <laughs> I can just remember oh, it now. Well, I was actually. on the floor diving around, so <laughs> then I went off my brain. <laughs> oh, dear. Good memories. Uh, we're off to a quick break and back with plenty more on the global game.